welcome to another episode of Kill James Bond. I am Alice Caldwell Kelly, joined as always by my friends Abigail Thorne and Devon. Bonjour. How you doing? It's more Eurospy, and this one is supposed to be good. <laughs> yeah, it's a comedy. We were promised that this would be a good time. Like people were saying ahead of time, people who had been watching ahead of it, that this was like one of the better regarded ones. Mm-hmm. I had heard of this one before. And that's Absolutely. really saying something. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest, I'll lay all my cards on the table here. This, I had a great time with this one. Yeah, this one's yeah, just straightforwardly right. quite fun. <laughs> it's, it, it has some problems, which we'll get into. I, I, I described it in the group chat. The racism? Yeah, I, I described it in the group chat as uh, like a milk tray chocolate filled with piss. But um, mm. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. For the most part, if you're willing to overlook some, some heinous crimes, you know, I had a good time watching it. Uh, this is The Great Spy Chase, or Les Barbouzes. Uh, a barbouze, by the way, is, is French for like a, a, like, it's like beardy, right? Um, uh, but I looked this up and uh, curiously enough, this was also, it, it means like spy, like with the implication of wearing a false beard. Uh, it was also a, a, like a death squad created by the French government against the uh, the OAS oh. in Algeria. No, for one, for once they were like a death squad on behalf of the French government who were like on the side of the angels, as it were. Mm. Um, but they they did not last very long. Uh, this movie's a comedy, by the way. So <laughs> <laughs> a comedy about a death squad. Uh, no. I just, I can't help but to bring, when I find these little details, I just, I, you know, I say them before I think, is this going to come? Yeah, bring them to class. And that's, exactly, exactly. That's it's fine. like a bug I found on the ground outside. You know, I, I've got it in a little tub and I'm going to show all of you, you know, just so you know. <laughs> we'll go, that's nice. Thank you. That's, that's <laughs> right. This is that's going right. right on the fridge. It's, it's, yeah, I'm so good at podcasts. I'm going to get a good grade in it. Um, so... <laughs> The the great spy chase. Give yourself is, the grade. Sorry, what the the great spy chase? Great spy is. chase is it's 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 a spy comedy that in many ways is shot more like a kind of murder mystery or crime yes. mystery film. It reminded me more than anything else of um, the Lady Killers. To be honest, uh, there are a few moments in here, uh, and it it doesn't help with the fact that it starts with. Uh, a lot of the sort of semiotics of a of a of a murder mystery. You've got a train in the night. The guard is like you know tied up and gagged. Again, I would hate to be. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, the kind of classic is um, the classic spy movie opening is mm. with 009 getting killed. And, and this that's true. this movie starts with 009s becoming absolutely critically endangered in the wild <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. because like seven oh, yeah. or eight thousand dudes get killed <laughs> we- one after the other. Well, this is the thing, they don't actually get killed later on, we find out, but like, it's, we see a number of spies all kind of working their way up the food chain by killing each other on this one train. So like, uh, one of them gets kicked out of the moving train, and when the guy stops to polish his shoes after having kicked the guy in the ass, a fatal error because he has brought a shoe to a knife fight, and this being the sort of pre-Kleb days, those weren't you know, yeah. an equal <laughs> equal threat. And the they guy just stabs him. To, no one invented clebbing someone yet. So that's right, and then the, that's the right. stabber gets shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and the noise that that <laughs> gunshot makes. Oh, let me tell you. 
Where rubber band timpani? I don't know. Yeah. What's happening? There's, there's two gunshot noises they use in this movie for like a suppressed gunshot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them is that, and the other one is a kind of like very low uh, tension string on like a. Yeah, know, straight like up elastic sounding. Very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy who does the shooting gets uh, poisoned in the toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by use, I, I, he like locks himself in, and a guy uses a fucking sonic screwdriver-looking electromagnet to yeah. unlatch the door, <laughs> yeah. throw in a glass ampoule of poison. Which you never see a glass ampoule anymore. Nobody yeah. fucks with ampoules anymore. No, no, no. And the thing is about a glass ampoule, well, you do if you run decapeptil. It's amazing. <laughs> to be fair, no? some of the photographic chemicals I've been looking at getting sent in actually do get sent in little glass ampoules. Oh, love an ampoule. But yeah, so, so I, I mean, also very funny that he throws in this poison and then like, not a second later. <laughs> like like <laughs> five seconds at best. Yeah. Opens the door to be like, person. and it's like, oh damn, it's poison in there. Opens the door, just like, check, I guess. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, that's poison. Like, a guy, a guy like drives through a level crossing barrier to stop the train, and this this is an insane detail, and it's something that doesn't matter to recounting the movie at all. It's something that probably only matters to me. <laughs> Again, it's another one of these little bugs in tubs that I, I've got a few of these. Mm-hmm. But like, when he drives over the barrier, I go, I swear to God, that barrier just moaned. <laughs> and like, I'm no. not in, I'm not crazy, right? Because I got the audio, and when he drives over the barrier, it sounds like this. What? This is the third installment in a very strange trilogy of ours. Which, <laughs> which is the cougars, the donkeys, the cougars, and the now donkey. the sexual barrier. <laughs> I needed that shit mixed in every time like a plywood door got broken in this movie. <laughs> Actually, could we call it something other than the sexual barrier? Because that, 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 that's like a whole other... <laughs> mm. <laughs> we don't want to, when we say the sexual barrier has been broken, that's... That, uh, yeah. yeah, this is sort of a masochist level crossing barrier. It's like, I would hate to be like run over by a car. Uh, <laughs> Can I get that again? Can I get that again? Yeah, by all means. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no two ways about it. And there's I'm no not... women on the screen when this happens no. either. This is no. very much For, a car driving through a level like, crossing. Uh, the barrier, like, is drawn. It's like one of those things where somebody draws their phone as an anime girl and they're like yeah. w- wanting to be plugged in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not too familiar with that. <laughs> Never mind. So, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm literally and metaphorically, I'm, I'm on board with this because I, I, it's like train full of killers. I get it. You yeah, know? fun. Like, I'm always a sucker for this. I thought Bullet Train was fun. That's a mid movie by anyone's sort of standards, but it has the like train full of killers. I love that shit. Cannot get enough. I would of it. love to see train full of killers on a British train. It's just, mm. <laughs> yeah, no train full of killers service. is like two thousand. Everyone's yeah. cramped into every fucking it's vestibule. Standing room only. There's no trolley service. The train is yeah. like very slow. My my sort of like in order to my my like killing power requires someone else to activate it by opening a packet of crisps. And when they do, I just go sicko mode. I'm like obliterating all the like load bearing joints of everyone in there. I'm doing combos. I'm- <laughs> I- <laughs> This is the stance of the Kill James Bond podcast. If you make a single noise in the quiet coach, you should be killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. We, I booked that seat so I can work. Fuck you. Transport police should have a mortar. It's I booked that seat because I have like sensory issues. Um, but I yeah. think I think genuinely it would be fantastic to shoot like a, a slow chase scene through a packed 
British like train carriage. Oh, amazing. Just, everyone's going, snow piercer shit. Excuse me, sorry. So, so, having stopped the train, the guy who has run down the sexual barrier uh, gets a <laughs> mm-hmm. big guy called, called His Excellency Monsieur Shah off mm-hmm. of the train in secret. And let me tell you, this guy, fantastic. This look. is a perfect mm-hmm. guy to be called His Excellency. This whole movie is like a perfect time if you want to see vintage French tough guy faces. Mm-hmm. There's so many of them. Um, and yeah, he's he's a big guy, 140 centimeters around the round the waist, as we later learn. Um, and he's like being hunted by all of these killers. Um, and he's like spirited off into the night. The final guy, the poisoner, uh, is strangled to death by the guy who broke the sexual barrier. And then he he carries off uh, Mrs. Shah. Mm-hmm. When the train gets into the station, there are there are some French secret agents looking for him. We, you know, the the obligatory secret agent and then two friends, you mm-hmm. know, from uh, like from OSS on the set. You know, not sure why they gave them all two friends, but I I think it's nice. Everyone um, gets two friends. That's what yeah, I mean. That's, that's how what we happened met. to us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, We're yeah. your two but friends. We, yeah. kind of <laughs> but which one of us is the secret agent? It's we'll never tell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so they're they're looking for Shah, and of course he's gone. No one's there, and there's like a bunch of dead bodies all over the place. Mm. So, so um, they go and report this to our, our M, the Colonel. Yeah, um, I, now, I have some thoughts about M. So do I. Have you ever seen <laughs> the Chuckle Brothers? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the thoughts. Because, I had. because my man is Barry Chuckle. Pure spits, barreled chuckles, ridiculous. Barrel, barrel. I can't believe this. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, no. We're not glassing over barreled chuckles. <laughs> yeah. I'm just extrapolating from Harry to Harold what Barry must be. Sure this is for. what he did after Paul died. Baz, Baz, Barry, barreled. Yeah, uh, but barreled. like the other, the other thing about this, American list huge... is like impenetrable. I don't know who the Chuckle Brothers are. No clue. <laughs> American list is like Barold's a normal name, as far as I was... <laughs> yeah, Barold Trump. So <laughs> he's got like a huge frame portrait of De Gaulle, mm-hmm. but it's old De Gaulle, and he's so old. I genuinely thought it was an unironic case of the Rene Coty from like <laughs> new OSS Sunday set. Oh god, that would be suck. He's also got this goes unacknowledged. Doesn't get any lines, but like folding his mail question mark he just has like an office twink <laughs> yeah he <laughs> does have an office twink like the the only like hot man in this movie is just this guy who's like folding his mail i mean fucking i need an office twink is the thing we need and to you- fold that mail mm. <laughs> <laughs> applications available no. at um slash contact if you're a if you're a fanboy, would it, wait no uh, no <laughs> depends no. depends on the fanboy. But so no. yeah no uh, no so so, so M not after is, that time he sent a letter with the anthrax that it he's ah he, uh, you would hate to have the fanboy like crush an ampoule in front of you. Oh. Um, actually, that's how poppers used to used to come. So maybe not necessarily. Um, hmm. yeah, the whole sort of a, 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 a spice from the boy. So you think I've just learned. Uh, yeah, yeah. Poppers used to come in like glass samples, and like after after like a long night, sometimes you'd find like broken glass all over the floors of like playrooms and stuff. Hell yeah! But yeah, so um, uh, he 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 briefs our guy Francis Lagnon, who is like uh, he's not particularly glamorous. He's not particularly. No. Oh, yeah, tough. let me get the title sequence. Yeah. yeah. Well, hold on. I'm I'm no. getting to the okay, title sorry. sequence because he does he does tell him beforehand. This Shah guy. He's been arming people in like uh, Indochina and South Asia. So my man is an anti-colonialist. First of all, he's been arming the Viet Minh. 
I mm. guess, which is incredibly cool. It's like, just we arming dudes on this guy's side. Um, yeah, just arming guys. It's fine. Yeah, and and it does a joke from Police Story Two again, which it's just like is an insane coincidence that mm. it does a joke from the movie we happen to do next to it in our running order that were released like thirty years apart, where. The the like spies tell him like oh uh, you know we we lost control of the situation it's a, it's a real shame he goes that's not good enough and then reports to De Gaulle and goes oh well you know, we lost control of the situation and De Gaulle <laughs> goes it's not good enough and then then we get then. the title and I I have an MP3 of the theme music to this which I want to just put out I, I I'm sure it can't still be copyrighted I want to just put it out with this because it is unusually funky. Mm. <laughs> Really does go hard yeah, is cool. is how I would describe. It, the, and because the opening titles, which fuck by the way, begin with a shot of the Kremlin and the Soviet flag, and so I think for a second I don't know that we're doing the titles, and I'm just like, oh yeah, the funk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like what's what's the music we used to establish during the Soviet Union? This fucking sick. This is when we find out that there's just like a real time capsule where for some reason in 1960s France, that was the music they associated with the USSR. Something got mislabeled and like, damn, it's just Soviet music fucking goes. Like, oh. Yeah, I, I I would love for that to happen. I think we could do with like some shifting around all of the musical cues we used to associate with the country and maybe you just like, so some country gets a really cool one now. Yeah. Um, Cutting to New York and just hearing the Red Army Choir, like, what? Yeah. Mm, that's my dream, baby. Cutting to Wales and it's a bunch of Mexican music, man. <laughs> I, I, I do note that the titles have a specialist karate in them. Uh, and yeah. uh, that my like, ears perk up. You know you know, this. I'm, I'm very, we I also, note this. We get a fun interest. title crawl as well, which says, um, these, uh, these events are so believable that it would be superfluous of us to say that they are true, which I think is a really, <laughs> really clever little turn of phrase. Yeah, mm. it's it's fantastic. It <sighs> yeah, so the, the whole time there's like ticker tape coming out. You can see every different country is like putting their boys on it. Yeah, because, and then and then we see the boys. The, the titles the end, and we are introduced to each boy very quickly. And I'm I'm like I'm clapping in my seat at this because yeah. this so, is all fantastic. Every, every country has a James Bond, right? So yeah. there's yeah. there's French Except Bond, Britain. Yeah, who, not in this. Yeah, very funny. Don't worry. Um, there's French Bond, uh, Swiss Bond, German Bond, and Soviet Bond. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go through them very briefly yeah. in turn. Yes. So so French Bond is Francis Lagnon, the guy we saw earlier. Mm -hmm. The joke with him is that he has too many. Code names. Mm -hmm. So he's he's like code name Cherub, also code name Scorpion, sometimes mm -hmm. code name 120. Mm -hmm. Um and we see him sort of like kiss his wife and give her his wedding ring. Yes. Um then we have we have the Swiss guy who is a priest, and it goes into in some detail his theology, yes. which is like <laughs> neutralist and like anti-scholasticist, mm. <laughs> particularly down on Thomas of Aquinas. Mm. Thomas Aquinas. And, the thing, and he's like he and he works with the banks as well. Like he's not like a government guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, it, it, it genuinely this borders well, on like Wes Anderson stuff. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. great. It's whimsical. It's uh, really good. Like it's really <laughs> genuinely. This is another one where I would just be like, you can watch this movie actually. Yeah, just find the, this the one. Ge the German guy, the East German guy, Hans Müller. German. Um, <laughs> 
I love this <laughs> guy. Uh, he's he's like a humanist. It tells us it's like what what why do we need to know? Yeah, that? the level it's, of it's detail fantastic. is very funny. Yeah, and and finally, uh, the Russian uh, <laughs> is uh, just a. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful line as we see him blowing something up. He's described as a virtuoso piano player and confirmed pyrotechnician. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so charmed. Mm. I I ran a spycraft game once and oh, I was shit. trying to make it like this and it never really came off. And I keep wanting to like revisit it. And this really, really made me feel that itch again. So it's a real good setup for a movie. Then the narrator gives us a, a really funny line, which is like a yes. French intelligence uh, use use their superior skills, and of course they do not use networks of informants uh, to track down uh, where Shah is. And as as we're being told this, we see a police informant like telling them Shah yeah. is in Istanbul. So my notes say Barry Chuckles sends French James Bond <laughs> to some stock footage of Istanbul. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and. He walks in, he's wearing like the sunglasses and suit, like a spy. He checks in with like an obvious code phrase, you know, the, the if it keeps raining, the strawberries will be ruined for harvest. Um, and then he, he walks over into the chairs in the lobby, and the other three <laughs> guys are all sitting there, also wearing sunglasses. They're the only people who are, and they're just arranged in like, you know, three sides of a square with the chair mm -hmm. waiting for them. Just like, and he just, there's this moment of, oh, for fuck's sake. They've just <laughs> all got a big newspaper. Yeah, <laughs> just eye holes <laughs> cutting it shit. Like, yeah. It's um, <laughs> but at this point, uh, a Chinese guy uh, checks into the front desk and asks about Mr. Shah and where he's staying. Mm. Um, and like all four of our Bonds are like, the fuck? Um, so German Bond tails this guy upstairs. Uh, and then he is thrown from the 17th floor and killed. The Chinese guy, not German Bond. Yeah, the the, the guy announces this in a, an incredibly blasé way. This is the unintentionally funniest line in the movie, <laughs> where the guy is just like, a Chinese guy just fell off the balcony, he's dead. It's just like over the fucking tannoy. Just like, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Chinese man just fell off the 17th floor, he's dead. Just like, uh, Chinese man just fell off the balcony. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we apologise for the inconvenience, but uh, the uh, service has been delayed due to a Chinese man. For, I don't know why it's so funny to specifically note this like, race. Well, they kill him because he's Chinese. Like That's yeah. true. And then they even discuss this There's a little bit. There's never collegiate respect for the Chinese bond. No. Like, Chinese uh, well, bond we'll get dead to that. instantly. Yeah. <laughs> We go through like 5,000 Chinese bonds in this. Yeah. But I'll, mm. I'll, I'll get to that. Um, oh, we will yeah, get there. We will get there. Uh, also, the other funny thing about the Chinese guy, I should say, is that there's a little moment, it's beautifully acted, where as he checks in, the guy asks him for his name, and he has to look at his passport for like a fraction of a second <laughs> to remember the fake name. And that I, mwah, I funny, love yeah. that. Well shit. done to that um, stuff. Um, and then German yeah. Bond comes down, and they ha they trade lines like, "Oh well, there's you know no reason the agents of the West can't work together occasionally." Like with the Soviet Union and East Germany, yeah. they're like fully like half Warsaw Pact. <laughs> um, at which point we we find out that while this is happening, Bernard Shah is in a brothel in Paris. Nowhere near Istanbul. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, even, not even close. Dying in the great tradition of Felix Farr, which is a beautiful little line. Uh, Felix Farr, mm -hmm. uh, president of France, died mid-sex with a woman who was not his wife. 
uh, died of a stroke. Legend. During... That's the Frenchest way to die. Legend. Absolutely. He was, a, he was a national hero. You know. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah, you they can put go up and see his tomb. This. They're like, yeah, fuck genuinely. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the man who runs the brothel says that he died in a riding accident, which is oh, that I just genuinely extremely fantastic. funny. Does that pun work in French and English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. An accident par- parkour. Yeah, um, <laughs> accident of parkour. Yeah, yeah he, he died in a parkour like, accident. Into yeah. the pussy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a great way to f- learn about your body. Yeah, and Barry Chuckle is is, is gets to brief. Francis and 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 he's like he gives him the propaganda eulogy where he's like he was a great friend of France he died in the arms of his commendable wife in his <laughs> in his chateau in West Germany <laughs> he just holds on he's like uh huh and and what actually happened yeah it's like he's uh, pumping you know he died yeah, just, yeah your job um, now is to transport his body back to the chateau yeah and he gives he gives him a look and and M says listen. Buddy, if you wanted an easy job, you should have joined the gendarmerie. Mm. Which is, yeah, really funny. Um, so, uh, in order just, to accomplish this, uh, French Bond goes to the brothel and he mm. meets uh, uh, Mr. Shah's like servant, whose name is Rudolph. Yes, he's an the guy who saw Rudolph. choke out the the like ample yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's an ex crim, um, and uh, French Bond is like, "Yo, you're gonna help me transport this body back, or you know, we're gonna send you back to prison." Basically, is the vibe. Yeah, Rudolph has a fantastic line here, which is. He says, I've always worked in the private sector, but I wouldn't say no to a civil service job. You have all my references. <laughs> Which is, yeah. Yeah, it's like, like, yeah, we have them in archive. They're taking up quite a lot of space, might I add. <laughs> this is the response. Like, this is the problem with a straightforwardly good movie. You, you, you spend your time just appreciating things about it. And it's just like, yeah. straightforwardly, like, really, the dialogue really sparkles. Yeah, you know, and a there's, a, the there's, a, there's a great line a couple of like moments later where they're driving along and they, they have Charles' corpse in a, a crate marked, like, statue. And they stop off yeah. for a pub lunch and the driver says, better park in the shade! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not acknowledged at all. It doesn't linger on it, which is a great contrast to the kind of, like, mm, so that just happened kind of, like, joke-telling school now. Mm. Where it's just like, no, it just throws that one out. If you get it, fantastic. If you don't, you know, you're lost. Um <sighs> Fucking, the fucking order he gives as well in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, what, they, what's what's his lunch order? They sit, they sit down in this in this fucking diner, and and the the waitress comes over and he goes and she goes, right, we've got uh, ribs, we've got stuffed rabbit, and we've got stuffed escalope." And he goes, "I'll have the escalope first course, then the ribs." And as she's about to leave, he's like, "Hold on, hold on, I'll have the rabbit instead of the escalope, and then the ribs." And stuff, slip a stuffed escalope in there, will you? And his boss is like, and of course you won't skip dessert. And he's like, no, no. Do you have do you have tarts? And she's like, yes. And he goes, right, we'll have those after the cheese. And it's just, it's like, again, this is the problem where you're talking about a movie that's just genuinely quite good. It's, it's you're like, this seems good anyway. Yeah, it, it makes me contrast with like the mm. man from Uncle, the most recent one, the 2015 one. They tried to do Napoleon Solo like that, and mm. it it just didn't work Doesn't because they didn't. The writing wasn't as good, and also like Francis is he's not like a fat man. Like it's, he's not large, but he's not built like Henry Cavill mm. is no. the thing. Yeah. and so it, it like, lands. Oh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he does check out the waitress's ass in a little bit of needless he does. misogyny, he does. a little bit of sexual but, harassment. But Barry no. Chuckle is there in the restaurant, and he says, "Okay, here's the real mission." 
<laughs> you can't, he's addicted to briefing. He can't stop briefing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, so just as in the first scene, we had like nine 009s. The follow on from that is that we have nine scenes where Emma's like, Bond, here's the deal with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> set up, set up, set up, set up, set up. 2.34 a.m. Going back for more briefing. <laughs> like, um, 007. 007. <laughs> Should have got I like 20, 20 Q scenes. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, Barry Bar- Bar- says um Shaw was selling weapons but he also knew that there are some weapons that are like too dangerous to be sold like super weapons bi- biological stuff nuclear stuff he bought up patents for super weapons and he mm. stored Why them would you patent them but like, and the line yeah. is a bombs h bombs any bomb in the alphabet yeah 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 um he he was buying up all these kind of blueprints basically and uh now that he's dead if those get into the wrong hands they'd be massively dangerous so what we need you to do is we need you to pose as his cousin Take the body back to his widow, who is a 10 out of 10 smoke show, of course. Of and course. after the funeral, secure the patents and make sure none of the other James Bonds from the intro sequence get their hands on them. And this immediately cracks Francis up. He just starts mm-hmm. laughing. Um, and he's like, why? And it's just, wait, because he says, what happens if I don't get them? Um, and M says, well, you'll be out of a job. It's like, yeah, me and 600 million other people, mm-hmm. because they're just going to start nuking everything. Mm-hmm. The line he says is like, Angkor Wat flying over Paris, <laughs> which is, is like beautifully evocative. Mm. Um, so they decant Shah's body out of this, out of this uh, box into a beautiful Citroen DS ambulance, which they could have just used to start with. Mm-hmm. And they, they drive it over the border into West Germany. Uh, to this, to this chateau. Ten out of ten, um, smoke show widow who is introduced wearing a veil, and then we yeah. cut back and she's in lingerie and a veil, which incredibly like, powerful. Yes, so cut. Like I would do this. Pussy out at the funeral. Also, like, deeply funny. If if any of you are like Twitch streamers or at all involved in that, the widow's name is Amaranth. <laughs> She is, she is known as Amaranth. Which is extremely <laughs> yeah. funny, because she is one of the biggest Twitch streamers in the world. Mm. Um, I, I kind of worried <laughs> when we introduced Amaranth that we were going to be doing the like child-brained woman thing again. But to be I honest, know. not really. Yeah, I was really worried about it, but... Mm. I like her as a character for the most part. I do mm. too, but see, she's a bit like giggly in the first scene. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. We see Rudolph sort of like reintroduce himself and like pledge himself to her service, mm-hmm. you know. This man is a fucking like like German samurai. I swear to God. Mm. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, he has a line about it later. He's like, "I'm prolonging myself." Mm. Yeah, and she's she's like you know uh, kind of teasing him a bit by just being like you know provocatively undressed in front of him. Um, and so as soon as as soon as they get to the the chateau, Rudolph like who has been dragooned into cooperating with with Francis is like, "Yeah, no, I I, I just work for her now." Um, and there's a, it's really funny, but it's quite a dark mm. joke where Francis is like, well, why? You know, I thought we had you by the balls. And he's like, West Germany seldom extradites. Mm. <laughs> it's like, I'm across the border now, baby. Yeah, That's there's good. a few reasons why West Germany seldom extradites to France that might not be entirely wholesome. Mm. But it's, yeah, very, very funny. Um, um, but yeah, so uh, Francis introduces himself to, to Amaranth and says, uh, I was uh, Shah's cousin, even though you've never heard of me. Um, and at this point, Swiss Bond arrives. Yes. And says, Father Caffarelli. So I funny. was Shah's confessor. <laughs> yeah. And French Bond says, oh, did he convert? 
<laughs> and with this sort of hair of weariness, mm. all of the bonds show up under various pretexts. Muller is like his his guru, his doctor. He says, I was his then- doctor, I almost converted him to Hinduism, at which point the Catholic Swiss bond priest comes in. <laughs> it's like, nearly got him. And finally, Boris, who is, and this is the funniest part, he's, he's like long lost brother. But he kind of comes in very emotional, and you can see the other Bond's exasperation that he's overplaying it, mm-hmm. where he's just kind of like, <laughs> you know, grabbing, grabbing her in his arms, and like, you know, sort of, uh, like, yeah, yeah, uh, just like wailing, just like I got, yeah. as soon as I heard, I got the Trans Siberian Express, then I got the yeah. one <laughs> screaming all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My my favorite joke in the whole fucking movie mm. is here, where he says, you know, we grew up together in, in Odessa, you know, we danced how we danced in the sea air, the sea breeze, uh, and she goes, well, I thought he was born in Tehran. And he goes, well, you know, they dance in Tehran too. Um, and and Francis goes, yeah, but there's not so much sea air, because it's 200 kilometers from the nearest coastline. And he says, a bourgeois conception of distance. Fantastic. Which is... <laughs> Yeah, great. Absolutely, like <laughs> so good. It's, oh, it's, so, it's so good. I'm so pleased that we watched this movie. Yeah. So the, the four bonds. This makes up come. for FX18. Yeah. yeah. What does it yeah. say about masculinity? Fuck. No, I don't know. But like, it's. it's we'll get there. <laughs> Here's all the funniest lines from it. If, I mean, if this is the French concept of masculinity, there's a little bit there, I guess. Yes, there is. I think we'll get to it. Um, but the mm. four bonds have this like quiet argument, but they have to pretend to be civil at dinner. My notes say. Amaranth is wearing a backless black morning dress in a castle. Astonishing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She's uh, cunt. I, I, I it's cunt. I appreciate this. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, also, so the castle all... itself is fucking gorgeous. Mm. Want this castle. <laughs> want this dress. Yeah. They all retire to bed, and we see the various bonds. So good. Immediately, like, first of all, Caffarelli, so the priest, he has, he has a an in- full oh, fucking kit, man. Speak about this <laughs> no, kit. No, no, I, I, don't, I don't have an itemized list. He's, but he's got like a full, like, giant steamer trunk, which is full of carrier pigeons for messages. He's got like a pair of handcuffs Ten in there. He's fake got fucking beards. So <laughs> many scorpions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the scorpions, yeah. And we see them all go to bed and them all. Exasperatedly discovering and that one of the others has attempted to kill them. Like Muller pulls back his covers and, he, and there's a scorpion in his bed, and the way he looks at this fucking scorpion, <laughs> it's just, it, it just conveys perfectly that he has had this happen like 50 times in his life. Where he's just Swiss like, Bond has a chandelier rigged above his bed with knives on it that falls. Really when he just, yeah, like. Um, oh, fuck, what is. The Soviet bond, Soviet bond has an acid shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does. <laughs> Which is like Fuck. that seems like escalating a little bit, but then you see that French Bond just has a bomb hooked to the flush of his toilet, and rather than like climb up there and disarm it, he just knots a bunch of cords together, gets behind the bed, pulls the thing anyway, and blows up his own bathroom. Yeah, because you get they get the one shot of him like he's he he's going to pull the thing and he goes ah fuck I better hadn't and he like ties his like dressing gowns like string to it and then you see him decide he's not far enough away from it yet and then it 
does everyone else's scenes and gets back to him and it's just this long thing with like 10 ties like all of the fucking towels really good stuff so the next morning the, it, it cuts from this to, mm. to Swiss Bond saying gentlemen I think we should exercise a bit of common sense really like that just all of them like okay boys we got a bit silly yeah, last night we, we can't like maybe things got out of hand you know maybe we should have a truth they're trying to downplay it too like German Bond yeah. is just like I found a scorpion in my bed and I think a Swiss Bond is like it wouldn't have killed you yeah, the, <laughs> the banter on this is incredible because, like, French Bond says in passing, you know, I'm not, to, I'm not saying that you have like a thing, like a thing, but in some of our spy schools, we do call secreting a scorpion in your enemy's bed the cannon's trick, which is, and he's like so aggrieved at being typecast, and he hints at something much darker than this because he's like, well, what do you call your thing of like dynamiting an airliner? <laughs> Is there a name for that? Because they're all like named agents and they mm. know each other's exploits, yeah. so they're like just yes. coming at each other about their fucking histories. It's perfect. This is the thing. The the thing that I really like is the like confrerie of this. You know, the like uh the sense that this is a wider world, that they all have to put up with each other. They've done this over like fucking hundreds of things you know and the thing is that's not hugely common in spy movies they take it where i can get it you know and they never ever ever expand on it at all like you remember all of the stuff i was talking about in like various bond movies where mm -hmm. they never have an ally or really an enemy aside from like jaws recur like mm -hmm. there's no sense that this ever exists in sort of like a a broader like world yeah you, know? you can and enjoy really... going back to or yeah 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 absolutely um, there's no kind of like friendly rivalry like this. Uh, so Amaranth arrives and she is absolutely serving. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I took a screenshot on her at Abby Ass sunglasses. She arrives wearing <laughs> bedazzled sunglasses. Which the are sunglasses phenomenal. are so fucking good. Like <laughs> she she arrives wearing like her iconic sunglasses from the movie Les Babous. Like it's it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and at this point, a fifth bond strikes uh, the movies because I, I, we meet American not to, Bond. Not to be like, I predicted this, but like, as soon as I hear the like novelty horn of a like dipshit mm -hmm. car outside, I go, ah, this must be the classic French movie, Dipshit American. <laughs> like, and it's, you know it's it. a feature of like, a, you know, it's in OSS Sandicet, mm -hmm. uh, Rio Nero Pompard, you know, the Sacre Aubert. That, that guy shows up in a Buick full of greasers. Again, yeah. strange yeah, conception. Odd, like national stereotypes, but this these huge this huge unfashionable guy arrives. They call him a boer, basically. Mm. Um and the the other bonds uh South African well, bond. Well so he immediately like offers to buy the patents. He's just like no, he's not being sneaky yeah. about it. He doesn't have a disguise. He's, in like, English. he's like, hello, like, I'm from the CIA. I would like to buy the patents, please. <laughs> he's like, I'll pay you in cash dollars 25% more than anyone else. And mm -hmm. he's like, thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> oh. and, and and he sort of like unites Europe against him yeah. to the point that they, they like stalk towards him. They all like grab an arm and they throw him out of a window into the moat. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the boys. I really want a moat. It's kind of like a, it's like a Ryder Cup thing. It's like, it's like US versus Europe. It's like, it's good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. We have the funeral, and then uh, we we see that the four bonds have gotten competitive with the wreaths that they bought. <laughs> um, American Bond makes another like insulting offer. He like, comes to the funeral and like takes his hat off, and then it's just like two million. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then and then M shows up again. In Barry Chuckle arrives via helicopter. Yeah, fucking helicopter parenting. Very literal. In this the is spy such industry. a fucking funny scene. <laughs> he, he he shows up and he's like, right. You, there's a bidding war on. We like the initial mission was to stop anyone from being able to like put in bids. Now it's going, uh, and 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 Francis is like, okay, fine. How much can we bid? And he's like, uh, nothing. Yeah, he goes, not a dime. <laughs> yeah, Fr- <laughs> France. France doesn't have any money, but we have charm. Yeah. So he says <laughs> we can't possibly outbid the Americans, but what we can do is, you can seduce the widow, and yeah. then we see that all four bonds have been given the same order. <laughs> yeah. They all show up wearing little like boutonniere, like they've just... all been off to try to fucking. And like, as 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 this guy goes, you know, you've got you've got to fucking seduce this broad. He's like, you you motherfucker, did you not like have? Do you remember having veal soup two weeks ago? Like, and he's like, like with my yeah, from yeah, on the behalf of your beautiful wife. What of it? <laughs> it's just like, oh no, I don't want to fuck it. I've got a wife. What about this? And he's like, I don't care. And then flies his auto gyro away, which is the hardest way to end a conversation. <laughs> yeah. He's like, literally, I don't care. Marry her if you have to. Yeah. And then just like leave. She does have a castle. Mm. I mean, yeah. And she's like a 10 out of 10 smoke show baddie. Yeah. Like, this is true. Okay. Um, these are, these are, I accept both of these. Actually, to be fair, every every time I've tried to seduce a ten out of ten smoke show buddy with castle owning money, it hasn't ended well. I've I've been slipping. Like, I've never really tried to seduce a ten out of ten smoke show buddy with a castle. Like the, the ten out of ten smoke show buddy, certainly the castle. I don't, part in the same I don't know if she's had a castle, but I need to. I, I need to start going to the opera. She definitely had know? like castle owning money. I've I tried to seduce a few heiresses in my time at St Andrews, never successfully. Um, you know, this is the thing. I should have gone to St Andrews, mm, um, but. So again, target rich environment. <laughs> we, so Boris is trying to play her the piano, and we get another classic. <laughs> she, I love I, this I, shit. I did, I did fumble someone with castle owning money once. Yeah, that's really bad. Just now that I'm now that I'm remembering that. God, yeah. that's unfortunate. I know, I know. It's yeah, just you know the thing of like looking through the eyes of a portrait through two like eye holes. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite shit. It, it was in uh, OSS Sandusets, mm-hmm. I think. It's uh, peak. Every time that happens, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what well, someone someone does that, and that guy is Asian, so that's Chinese James Chinese Bond. Chinese James Bond. So as they're all well, trying to seduce the widow, by the Chinese part. Yeah. As we'll get back to. As they're all trying to seduce her with various like over the top uh, efforts, apart from French Bond who gets locked in a cupboard and this. Important <laughs> yeah. Later. Yeah. Fucking Swiss Bond is not even trying to seduce. He's just going for the cock blocking route. Yeah. So he yeah. just locks French <laughs> yeah. Bond in a cupboard and just starts like walks into the room with Boris and just starts trying to join him in singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Ruins his whole shit. Um. It's so, quite murder mystery. It's quite yeah. like clue. Uh, so mm. so um. Then they get back and Boris finds that there is the corpse of a butler inside the piano that he was playing, which is like, oh. Mm. Like, Chinese Bond is watching them through the eye holes of the painting. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, uh, Chinese Bond has like a bunch of, well, Chinese agents Henchman, who are helping him. Henchmen, yeah. yeah. Um, they're like cutting Chinese the phone lines. Nines. Yeah. Um, they Aye. cut the phone lines, uh, they kill the servants and start replacing them, and they're like, we see that they are hiding all over the castle in the walls. Yeah. This is, I mean... <laughs> The fact that they are so numerous yes, feels like a racist feels joke. feels racist to me. Uh, yes. And that, in, that only intensifies mm-hmm. as the movie goes on. Um, like, the, ultimately, yeah. like, 
pretty soon after this, one of the things that they do is uh, the entire staff are like sitting down for dinner, and they cut the power, and the next shot is all of the same staff, but Chinese <laughs> having dinner. It's like great replacement, but like instantly. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like the lights go out, you are now Chinese. And it's like, what? Huh? Yeah, you start seeing that flash at the bottom of like your view. You're like, fuck, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> So, so uh, Francis has like taken Amaranth out to like the gardens mm -hmm. and he he just like levels with her. Yeah. Or at least almost levels yeah, with her. Yeah, he goes for a real Hail Mary, which is just sitting down and being like, hey, alright, so mm. I'm a spy. Yeah. So I'm a <laughs> yeah. spy. Uh the patents that your husband left are very valuable and they're dangerous in the wrong hands. He appeals to her patriotism. And he's like, you know, you you're you're born in France, don't you love your country? And she's like, this actually, I want to sell it to the American. Really like, yeah, the thing I really like about this is this is like ostensibly a selfish thing for her to do, mm. right? But she gets a little speech yeah. where she's like, listen, I you know I've been poor. It sucks, you know. I I acted for a bit. Like you think you're playing Fedra, and then you end up belly dancing on the Bosphorus, and I was too thin for them. It's like it really like it's funny, but it bestows like some dignity on her. Yeah, you know, it's really yeah, well acted. She's like, of course, I want to be fucking rich. Like I I, I need the money now because like yes, I have a castle, but do you know how expensive castles are? Like there's so much money. Like. I'm not even the highest paid person in the chateau. Not even the highest paid person in the castle. <laughs> so, to be fair, I mean, it probably takes a lot to run a castle. Fair enough. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, yeah, it does, okay. actually. It, like, I'm trying to figure out <laughs> go, how, go I can, ahead. How, I can, how I can tell this story. I know somebody who knows somebody who is having to sell their castle because they cannot afford the upkeep on it. Oh, wow. It's, it's, it's real it's, tough. It's a tough there, economy yeah. these days, the yeah. mortgage. And you cannot sell castles because nobody's buying them because they're so expensive to maintain. It's crazy. Nobody's buying yeah. castles these days. Yeah. <laughs> so so she, she's quite cynical about this. She, she gets a great noir line about this, too, where nobody's she's like, it's, it's, it's easier to open your heart than a checkbook. Which, mm. um, but it kind it's of, while she's telling them of off, lies. he's like, uh, like kicking his shoes around like a kid being told off yeah. as well. He's <laughs> just like looking down yeah. at the ground. Like, she oh. also kind of she intimates. She's like, I do actually quite like you. Why don't mm. you turn traitor? Stay with me. Let's sell the patents, and you could live in the castle with the ten out of ten smoke show widow and live happily ever after in West mm. Germany. And I would have signed on to that like a fucking shot. Let me well, tell that's you, the but thing. Is he, he does. He does. He goes. Okay, goes, fine. Right, yeah. yeah, let's do it. And she's like, uh, "You're lying, aren't you?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> it's really good. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, we get another dinner scene, um, and it's, so he he agrees to take her out riding. And the other three sense that they're being frozen out, apart from Boris, who says charmlessly, I know how to ride because I, I, I once abducted a Hungarian boyar's wife, which raises a lot of questions about, what, like, wh why, wh what? Mm. Ah? Uh, personally, I would hate to. Um, and At this point, <laughs> the Chinese attack. Yes. Yes, right. Yes. Um, this is the piss in the middle of the chocolate. This, yeah, this is the racist We've bit. encountered the piss. Mm -hmm. We are now in piss zone. Mm -hmm. Um... French Bond is lured out, and he encounters two men, and I now see why there is a specialist karate mm -hmm. in the credits. Because two men try to karate fight him. It is filmed without much intensity. It's, it's not 
you know, its gift is for the comedy. Yeah. And this is, this is mm-hmm. okay. Um, but he, he defeats the pair of them. He looks around. Fucking 20 hundred yeah. guys. Uh, and essentially, there's one guy with a beard. He is Chinese question mark Bond. Mm-hmm. And he has the ability, like as a cantrip, to summon infinity Asians. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. Which and during the following fight scene, the joke is that the various European bonds kill Chinese guys, and there's just like loads and loads and loads of them, and like that's the joke. Yeah, that's the primary joke of this sequence. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the it, trope is like the it, it, it's hordes. both like cowboys and Indians, and it's also there's another thing in a second, but yeah, it, it, they're just shooting down this horde of like unnamed Asians, which mm. compares very poorly to the like good clean fun of thro- of like defenestrating an American. Yeah, yeah. they like they threw him violently. through a window. These guys, they just shoot. Mm. Yeah, and as as the gunfight gets sort of more and more ridiculous, like Scooby Doo uh, Caffarelli is like behind behind cover, flying a UN flag, which I think is a rather nasty Korean war joke. Yeah, because the um the allies on uh, on that side were like under the auspices of the UN, but impossible to say. Um, now, <sighs> during the middle of this, American Bond arrives and, and offers a million dollars, and Francis throws him through the window of the moat. The, the, this movie, I write down, this movie existed as a jobs program for the fragile, splintering doors replacement and repair industry. Yeah. Because every time there's a door, someone just goes through it rather than through it. Yeah, like they just right. go through the f- like frame of the door. These guys hate fake doors the way Jackie Chan hates sugar glass. Yeah, that's what that's my note. It's <laughs> <laughs> plywood really doors are to 1960s France as sugar glasses to 1980s Hong Kong. It's just, you get you get one shot that I really like where the where Chinese James Bond and French James Bond are chasing each other and they both they smash through uh the the room where Amaranth is like doing her makeup and she just like sees this happen just sort of like gets up walks to the other door and opens it in time for them to run through the doorway. Classic slapstick. Just great um, stuff. Just like good comedy, clean fun. Yeah. Apart from the racism. Apart from the racism. So Chinese James Bond. Gets away and hides. But yeah, all of and his henchmen are killed. Th- they sort of like have a debrief together, and they then argue because they're like, oh, "I hope this like Chinese incident hasn't like you know ruined things for you with Amaranth." He's like, "Well, mine were Japanese," and then the Russian guy says, "Well, mine were like uh, Chinese imperialists from Formosa. So they were like in the Kuomintang from Taiwan." Which, and I, I just like. Why are the like various like why are they compressed into one mass? What like I know what the joke is here, and it's just racist. Yeah, it fucking sucks. It's um, a shame. Um, yeah. Um, um, the but, puncture. So, uh, well, the punchline of this, of all this, like the button on the end of this, is that Amaranth cries for help. Francis runs into her room where U.S. Bond is there again. Offers her two million dollars. Same wardrobe. And this time, uh, he's like, "Okay, okay," and he jumps out of the window into the moat voluntarily, which mm-hmm. is, <laughs> is um, so, so then he, so Francis finally manages to seduce Amaranth, essentially by they. Well, she kind of um, seduces him. Yeah, she is if, naked. You'll, if you'll excuse the the joke, they kind of bond mm. over over being like working class of being from like shit bits of Paris and shitty clubs. Uh, and it's a real, it's a real tonic compared to you know uh, James Bond, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. fucking around playing Your like mouth Shemant is the right Fert size for my penis. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There is a, um, a moment where she says, "Are you married?" 
and he lies and says no. Mm-hmm. And then, Which makes all of this like spike. This cop does shit. become yes, spike ops shit very it fast. Does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, great shame. They they shack. Uh, she is at least very into it. Yeah. Uh, when he says he doesn't have a wife, there's a little reference to another movie we've seen where he's he's like, yeah, no, I couldn't with the with all the like, you know, one day you're in you're in Shanghai, one day you're in Beirut, you know, all this like Banco and Bangkok, and it's like, yeah, ah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's like yeah. just, uh, the stuff is all like came out in like three years of each other. Mm. Um, but yeah, aside from the the spy copsness of this, which it kind of retroactively covers mm. later on, I. Find all this rather sweet, yeah. to be honest. It's charming. I like that there's there's an ongoing joke where French Bond keeps finding microphones that like <laughs> all of the others have yeah. been placing. <laughs> it's like when he finally finds this one just before he like shags this broad, he's like he pulls it off and like you see all three of the other ones are all just stood around one listening station getting mad as hell about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Coping, just seething. Seething. In the morning, yeah. the three other Bonds are having breakfast and they're all kind of jealous and upset. Francis walks into the breakfast mm, room, mm, mm. like dressing gown on, cigarette in hand. Yeah. And the other three Bonds are like, my dude, did you hit that? And he's yeah. like, <laughs> firstly, yes. And secondly, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, get out. Get out. <laughs> one of them. One of them calls him Sardana Palace, by the way, which is a quite dated, like classical reference. Um, my- mythical last king of Assyria, famed for his orgies. If you're curious, um, also potentially that's a trans woman. If you believe Diodorus, this is yeah. a <laughs> yeah, that's, this is an that's, educational yeah. podcast. That's right. Um, so yeah, he's like, yeah, you've got half an hour to pack your shit and get out. Mm-hmm. But Swiss Bond Swiss is phlegmatic. Mm. Because, because Boris is like, okay, well, do you want to like kill him now, do breakfast later, or like breakfast now, then kill him? Um, and Swiss Bond is like, no, no, we can, we can be a bit careful about this. I yeah. have a plan. German Bond is like, oh, this, this treachery really sits poorly with me. And Swiss Bond's like, it kind of inspires me. <laughs> <laughs> and he cooks, he cooks some shit up. In, they're all in the main hall, and Amaranth is like, "All right, lads, it's been great. Thank you for coming. This has been real. Off your toddle, though, for <laughs> real. I'll never forget you." Yeah. Um, when uh, Rudolph runs in, is like, "Holy shit, Boris has had a stroke. He's like <laughs> frothing at the mouth and shit." Yeah. And they all run in there, <laughs> and like, and and Rudolph's like, "I'm a doctor." My cover story is that I'm a doctor, so I should stay. Uh, and then, yeah. then the Swiss Bond is just like, "Do you think there's he? You might need a priest." And he's like, "Yes, I think we may do." And he's like, "Then I should also stay. It is my duty to stay." Uh, and they all just like they'll just turn slightly to look at French Bond, who just like angrily leaves the room. It's just like yeah, you do yeah it's it, kind of like giving them the like, finger on the way out, almost <laughs> like, oh, it's like oh, fuck, oh, fuck, fuck us, you fuck us. Um, so. And of course, uh, you know, Boris is faking it. Um, yeah, it's like shaving cream. Mm. Uh, he then French Bond escapes in a car with her. Yeah, well, they go out for a lovely uh, drive in a beautiful sixties Mercedes. Oh. open top Mercedes. Mm. Yeah, it's the like other three are like, right, we got to follow them. Um, it's time for a madcap chase sequence, or as Boris says, I I feel that we're about to enter a very active phase. Which <laughs> <I like. laughs> um, but so they they all betray each other yes. in the course of trying to do this. They all sabotage each other. And all of their modes of transport are sabotaged, including Swiss Bond, who is like car bond. Uh, yeah, yeah he was, he's car bond. He survives. Car bond. <laughs> Non-fatal car bombing because fucking French Bond has just like bombed his car. Like he's put a bomb in that car, waiting. Hans has for- had his like motorbike sabotaged. Yeah, <laughs> um, the acting on Swiss Bond is so funny. As he's walking away from the exploded car, 
just like um, staggering. It takes him like a full half minute to fall over. It's just beautiful. Yeah. It's great physical comedy. So, so they're, they're going to try and escape to mm. Lisbon and then yeah, back I mean, to elope, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because um, so the, the, the patents so, are being held at a bank in Lisbon. So they off, yeah, off they yeah. go to get them. Um, and so. And I, another thing that I note here is they have a bit of a fight in the hotel room. Yeah. Right? Where he, he like sort of accuses her basically of being spoiled. Uh, and she stands up for herself. She's mm. like, you know, I, I was married to, for four years to a guy who was like, you know, 65 years old. 140 centimeters around the waist. Two topics of conversation: arms dealing and cholesterol. And it's like, <laughs> I I like that really she's good. like, you know, she pushes back on this mm. stuff. You know, it's 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 quite nice. Um, but logically, of course, every other spy is there because she has like accidentally given away their position. She sends for some luggage, mm. um, and and he's like, oh, d- did you like? And where did you get that from? She's like, from the castle, of course. And he goes, oh, nom, did you? And immediately, like, all three of them are outside. Plus, so you, of course... US bod, this is really, US really bod. good. This is, this is the payoff, right? Set up and set up and set up and set up. Mm-hmm. And then this is the payoff, and the payoff really is worth it. So in he, in he comes, and, uh, and French Bond is just like, let me guess, you're, you're going to offer her four million. He says, no, you know what? I think I've learned my lesson from last time. Um, this time, I'm going to throw you out of the window. <laughs> he <just laughs> punches him in the face. Yeah, it's turnabout is fair play. Yeah. Like, um, and so there's, there's like, I would say the better of the fight scenes mm-hmm. in this. Um, which ends with him throwing the American into a fake painted-on window mm-hmm. uh, and knocking him unconscious. Vasiliev, like Boris, briefly tries to kidnap uh, Amaranth, not successfully. Nice button on the scene is that um, after they walk, after French Bond rescues Amaranth, they walk, they go back into the hotel room. And he opens the door despite it being like a massive grate. It's basically <laughs> yeah. just a frame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as he closes it, the handle comes off in his hand, and I was like. Mm-hmm. Ah. Beautiful. Magnificent. <laughs> Magnificent. So so they get on a train back to France. You know, start mm. and end with a train. Another Bond classic. Um and Indeed. they're talking about where they're gonna go on honeymoon, because they're gonna get married. Um and She wants know, to he- go to the Bahamas. He's like, Well, you won't be able to afford the Bahamas because of course you're giving the patents to Barry Chuckle for free. And she's like, Well, what if we sold them? You know, and he's like, No. All of her, t- all of his tastes are like so prosaic. So he's like, we could go like trout fishing in the Auvergne, mm. uh, or like go to Baison. Baison is like in the arse end of Ile de France. Um, <laughs> and when when she suggests the Bahamas, there's a, a fantastic piece of dialogue where he's he's like, I oh, would get bored. The rich are depressing. She's like, How would you know? <laughs> it's like you haven't met them. Mm. <laughs> like again, it's like. Yeah, they've got a they've got a great dynamic. They really do have a lot yeah. of chemistry. It's really it's really it's good. good. Alice, can you explain the the French thing that happens here? Uh, which French thing? She says me. fifteen. Oh, I, yeah. So, hmm. so she's. I'm not sure. For a second, I thought she was like counting up in like tennis scoring. Yeah, but because she goes fifteen, thirty, forty, which isn't. Mm-hmm. Like the first bits, tennis. I, I, I don't know. I don't get this one. If you, if you know why a a, a woman seeing a bearded, bearded man, man, maybe it is that she's seen like 40, 15, 40 bearded men. But like, I don't know. No, because um, when she says forty, he understands what that means. Three. And I, I dimly so remember something like this from from my GCSE French lessons. If you're mm. French, 
Write yeah. in. Write in. Yeah. yeah killjoneswan.com slash contact. Um, what was she, in that she's food cart? Yeah. What was in the mobile canteen? <laughs> what did James Bond do to that man with the crocodile what? when he was in what the crocodile suit? What does OSS do that James, James Bond didn't? Bond <laughs> we are going to so, gin up OSS does what James Bond did. <laughs> yeah, like vintage French adversity on a t-shirt. Um, so, yeah, she, she um, notices a man with a beard. Uh, and, and points him out. Um, yeah, a uh, um, babu, right? And this is the uh, a bearded man, which is you know leads to the the pun, you know, that where there's like you know that many babu, there's babus, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, these are spies. Every single one of these motherfuckers has entered beard mode. Yes. They all have a fake Swiss beard. Swiss Bond is there with a uh, with a fake beard. Um, he so no no the first one is is German Bond. German Bond. Yeah. Swiss Bond mm. pushes him off the train. Um, and he, by the side of the road, miserable and cold, hitches a ride with the Americans. Um, and then Swiss Bond also pushes Boris, who has a fake beard, off the train, and he also hitches a ride with the Americans. <laughs> what the fuck happens? Oh yeah, and then and then Francis throws Swiss Bond off the train, who also does the same thing. Yeah, eventually, like the the one who gets thrown off the train last is U.S. Bond, and he tries to get picked up by his own dudes, but the car is full. So having thrown the, the three Euro oh, bombs yeah. off the train, mm. Francis goes back to the cabin and he finds Amaranth in tears. And she says, Francis, I'm so sorry. American Bond O'Brien was here. He had a gun. He's taken the case with the patents. Um, so Francis has to run after him uh, and, and then like, eventually like, recovers the case uh, and, uh, and like, kicks US Bond off the train. That's when we get the joke where he tries to hitch a ride with his own boys and can't. Um, so Francis goes back to the cabin with the case Yes. And then uh, Amaranth's like, oh, he left me this check in my purse for $4 million. <laughs> and he's like, you double-crossing bitch, you fucking sold him the yeah. patents and then lied, so now we have the patents and the money. Yeah, and she's <laughs> like, now we can go to the Bahamas and you can tell your wife that you were away working in the Congo. And he's like, my wa- I'm, I'm, not, I'm not married. Yeah. But we kind of get the impression that she has like, always known this is a lie. This is some real like French values, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, she, yeah. she, actually, she, she actually does describe him in a complimentary way as being vieille France, as being like old French, like Franchouillard in the way that like OSS on set and then new movies is. Mm. Um, mm. Where, yeah, it's, it's not that which she doesn't seem to resent being the other woman at all. Well, she says, uh, O'Brien gave me your file and uh, yeah. even has photos of you on your wedding day and francis is like oh, those are those are those are fake yeah yeah he's he's like listen poisonings gas uh scorpions all of that i can tolerate but like doctoring photos that's like, unwholesome oh, yeah can't believe this. he's he's set two blokes by the way to to guard the door outside yeah the two blokes from earlier his two friends his two guys and just before he leaves they've got a little Little fucking motto where they go for it, where he's like, if anyone asks you for the time, a light, or the way to the sea, and they all together go, shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> but there's one, one James Bond remaining, one Bond unaccounted for, and that is Chinese James Bond. And it sort of, sort of claws it back in the last seconds because all of this time, none of the various like Asian Bonds have ever had lines that are translated. They just kind of get shouts and like a little bit of Morse code, which is used to summon the like infinity Asians. Mm. Um and before he before he goes inside, he tells the two guys, you know, just like whatever happens, just like hold the line, like the Battle of the Marne in the First World War. 
Um, and the next shot outside, those two guys are gone. Um, we don't see them again, so they're fucking dead. Um, and two of the Chinese guys been replaced are like, by two is, Chinese guys. Yeah, they've been great replaced by two Chinese guys whose whose dialogue is like on screen translated and subtitled as uh, you know, he's still thinking about the man. We're going to teach him about the Yangtze River Crossing campaign, <laughs> which good is, stuff. Like it's, it's funny. <laughs> it, like genuinely, the uh, it sucks that that's their only dialogue, but like sticking it to the French specifically and and to the West, like it almost redeems itself in that moment. You know, um, what happens to them? Just just um, just shoot them. I think it's implied he does, but it, it yeah. sort of cuts away to the outside of a train, and then the final title sequence is just like. And then he became bigamous. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the ending titles, which are really funny to me, uh, and so under orders, he became a bigamist and lived much more happily ever after. <laughs> so this is this is a pro-adultery movie. Yeah. Vive French. la France. Mm. Uh, you know what? Alors, Vive la France. De Patrie. Yeah. These it's, guys are good, actually. They, they fucking know what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. You know? And what does this movie say about masculinity? It says, if you are a Frenchman, it is correct to get married as many times as you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as everyone knows about it. Mm. Yeah. That's probably that's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Mm. This is this is the, the greater the greater, you know, central the greater Ile de France polycule. Mm. Um, oh no. <laughs> I would love to be in the greater Ile de France polycule. Um, I get into these polycules, but in a non-sexual way. I just want access to the. What, you're like, the like, a, so, like an observer member at the UN. Yeah, where you don't have voting rights. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't vote on what the polycule does. <laughs> you're allowed to sort of like be present at the meetings. Mm. We appoint you to the council, but we do not grant you the title. Grant you the rank of metamor. Uh, do not grant you the title of metamor. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it says that much about masculinity. Um, no, it's just, I, I really like the kind of like uh, vibe of all of these spies knowing each other and working together, and just kind of like, yeah. I, it, I like it, that Amaranth has some, you know, agency, some like pep. Yeah, it, cool. it really has some like some. Uh, she has more some, character some than a lot of Bond too. girls in the sixties did. A hundred percent, even into the seventies, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just straightforwardly a good movie with mm-hmm. a weird racist bit in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's the sort of like disclaimer on it. You know, it, this is a movie I would happily show other people, depending on their tolerance for the racist bit. Yeah. In the like this, this movie is fun. Like this movie's got some really genuinely funny parts in it. These are some strong characters. It's really well shot. It's well acted. There's a bit in the middle where they get sort of hordes to mm. a bit. But we'll see um, le racisme. There's a bit of le racisme right in the center there. Yeah, but, but in general, in general, not to forgive these things. In fact, we don't have to forgive these things because yeah. well, yeah, we can talk about it all we want, but we have a scientific. Way to figure this out. We do. A science-based rating system. It's called <laughs> the scum system. We've solved film analysis. We've, we're in so many ways. Mm. It stands for smarm, cultural insensitivity, unprovoked violence, and misogyny. How smarmy is this movie? I mean, listen. We're, this is the movie that 100% like totally yeah. decouples smarminess from quality. Because mm. it's insane. Yeah, no, it's, it yeah. can't be... Like, like lower than it's like seven. Ten. <laughs> like genuinely, it's so pleased with them itself. Guess, but it's like yeah, but it is a comedy. So it's kind of meant to be like yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it, the style of comedy that it is is a smug style of comedy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it it sparkles yeah. for all that. I really really enjoyed it. I, it, I do want to give it like a six or a seven though. It's, it's, I'll give it a seven. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh it's no, like no, max. it's high. Like it's definitely yeah. high. Cultural insensitivity. Oh, <sighs> well, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, you can't um, just be saying that shit about Chinese people. You no. can't. Sort of way down the list, but it does also make the Russian a drunk, which is a bit predictable and yes, shit. Yes, um, You know, the Germans, like, officious. You know, you're kind of like national stereotype stuff. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that's all, like, an all-in-good-clean fun, yeah. right, where, and then it has some, like, actual malice in the middle mm-hmm. um, that's, like, very racialized. That's not so good. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say, I don't know. It's not the worst we've ever seen, but it's got to be high. Yeah, right? five, six? Five. Five feels bad to me. Yeah, I do a five. Yeah. Uh, unprovoked violence. I mean, it's all cartoon violence, more or less. Yeah. Like, like they're going through doors like no one's business. It's... Well, well with the exception of the Chinese people, like no one is like out and out that's killed. That's true. Yeah, there were. The, yeah. That's the thing, though. But when when they are, they're just like shot. And <laughs> yeah. okay, maybe it's not unprovoked, but it feels like a massive escalation. Yeah, like uh, it's a kind of violence that we are meant to cheer on and think is okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. or at least it's funny. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think that's got to get at a few points. Yeah. Taking it up to like I don't know, like four maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I four. can see that. Uh, um, misogyny surprisingly low. Yeah. I would suggest mm. like it, it has a woman with agency. There is another woman in this, but she gets like hardly any lines. Rosalind, the, the, um, yeah, the maid. She's yeah. kind of there to be there. Yeah. Um, eh, but like so, having one woman meaningfully oh. in the thing is is like perhaps not ideal. Mm-hmm. But like she's a fully fledged character with like agency. She and, is. And the the mm. only women who are allowed are women who are desirable, which that's true. Does uh, another point. Um, mm. The madam in the brothel, and then the sexy ladies. Women oh, yes. definitely do exist to be fucked in the world of this film. Oh, that's true. Yeah, including the waitress. Mm-hmm. Also true. It sexually mm. harasses the waitress. I'd forgotten about that, but I put a note in specifically that that was going to boost the misogyny score. Um, ooh, what do we think about four? I could go yeah, so four I think or we've, five. We've done th- We've done threes for pure emission. I, I could see my way to a five, yeah. Okay, cool. This is going to be the worst scoring film we like. like yeah. <laughs> yeah, we like this movie, but this is this is the score. <laughs> it's, it's up there with, like, more bonds that are, like, you know, uh, the, the ones where we have a genuine affection for the, like, for the old bastard. Yeah, Where yeah. he's, like, Very where, true. We, where we're obliged to give it, like, a 27 on the misogyny <laughs> score or whatever. Um, like, that gives it a total score of 21. Um, wow. Which is which is pretty pretty bad, and and you're right. That is kind of in the sort of uh, the more, the more Bond bracket. era, mm-hmm. and the and it's the Lazenby Bond bracket. bracket as well. Mm, um, yeah. Well, Roger Moore's average score was quite chaotic because because Roger Moore alternated one good, one bad. Yes, um, I recall this. But yeah, yeah, same as License to Kill. If anyone's curious, wow. about it. and No Time to Die. It's exactly as bad as that. So. <laughs> Yeah, I had a better time less. watching this than either of those. Yes, yeah. uh, yes that's very true. I, 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 just, I just wholeheartedly, depending on your tolerance for this kind of stuff, I, I wholeheartedly recommend it in that sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as a good time. With the exception of Lure Sisma. Um, also, just like deeply funny to see Barry chuckle in a movie. 
Yeah. It's a series of like good bits. It would benefit from like a non-racist remake, I feel. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It'd be really good. Like you could you could adapt this very, very easily and mm-hmm. it would be be very rewarding. You know, fucking stick Daniel Craig in it, you know. That would be yeah, uh, that would be very funny. But, As American yeah. Bond? Oh, that solved it. That would right. be yeah, such a funny t- like time to joke. form the production company. Right. Yeah. Patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. <laughs> Yeah, just think, it's just straightforward. That would be very funny. That's that's what it is. All right. Uh, thanks so much for coming. Uh, yeah. Uh, our next bonus episode, if you subscribe to the Patreon, is going to be... It's, that's that's mine, isn't it? So mm. it's going to be The Conformist. Yes. Uh, the next... Going to do some... Going to make you watch some more Italian films about masculinity uh, and alienation. The uh, next uh, free episode in two weeks' time is... Secret Agent Fireball. Um, Christ. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a like brief glimmer of daylight, like the venerable bead. You know, life is like a sparrow, like that darts from the night through a well lit feasting hall and back out into the night. So too is this movie to the Eurospy project. <laughs> For real. Just drop the venerable bead reference. Yeah. Like, what am I meant to say now? I'm meant to be like. For real? Are you not, are you not familiar Get with them? Like, from the, I'm from like, the northeast. Of course, I know who the Venerable Bead is, and of course, I know what that you. quote is. I just yeah. didn't expect to hear it on this podcast. This is well, this, 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 this is why. This is bullshit. We, we, like, <laughs> this is for hogs. This isn't Venerable Bead this, hours. This is, this is the fucking modern Cisco. They, they can have they can have a little bit of bead if they want to mm-hmm. as a treat. Mm. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for coming. Please yeah, subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> That's a joke. Refuses if you, to elaborate. If you understand, if you listen to the Patreon already, then you understand why that's funny. You, you will get this joke. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to the Patreon to get our jokes. Thanks so much for coming. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. In two weeks on the free feed, the next episode will be. Secret Agent Fireball. But if that is simply too long for you to wait, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash killjamesbond, all one word, and you can sign up there today for £5 a month uh, minimum. You know, I'll let you in the door with £5, but let's be honest, I'm not going to like you. Uh, (laughs) That's that's simply not true. I love each and every one of you um, as if you were my own child. But I do like our £15 and above patrons more, and those are Lobjorns.it, Candy Fox, Freya Aloysius, Gustavo Lira, Jack Holmes, Mike Berg, Hannah Oberhart, Nick Boris, Power Dad, Jason Hager, Nato Mori, George Rohart, Kentucky Fried Commie, Yarrick, Drone Lover, Cohen Enright, Labour Delenda Est. Feeling that more and more these days, huh? Library Hitman, Beef Crime, Max Gaming Heart, Jonathan Gerd, Hell, Jack Drummond, Callan Burney, Kit De- Vine, J. Martin, Del Tarpo, Mothman, Trip, Big Titty Goth Girl, Emery, Steve Widdishins, Forrest, Novell, Thomas Arozimandius, a trans robot, Maeve Victoria Roth, just the worst, J.R. Roloff, Rosie Can't Fail, uh, Sky Leeton, David Alexander, Joyous Uwu, Zan Hutchin, Aliyah, um, Ashes Guinevere, Help, Send Horses and Men, Isopod Gal, Clarification, Bronan, Alex, Violet Cyber, Annie Ruby, Liz and Ash in Florida, 
Forfeit Cultist, Wolscott, Katie Probst, Noblesse, Oblahage, John 2089, Connor's Cool Big Sister, Varad Sukar. There's more of you than I remember there being. Ramon Harandon, Sang Chen, Electro for Cyber Puppy, Zoe Shepard, Loz Pycock, Emily, Queen of Sloths, Grendel Growls, Abigail, Quinn Valeri, Mega Combi, Mortran, Tersey, Shit and Die Alone, Al Irwin, Philippa Smith, apparently. Uh, Wolfie. <laughs> Robert Greensmith, Millie, Finn Ross, Josh Simmons, Lauren Bastin, and Ve Victors. Thank you. Uh, this podcast is Alice, Abigail, and Devon. Our producer is the wonderful Nate Bethay. Our podcast art is by Matty Lubchansky, and our website is by Tom Allen. See ya, and free Palestine. Bye.